Hey Star Wars fans, welcome to another episode of the Jedi Council podcast. It is good to be back behind the mic. We have had a summer hiatus or hibernation, I think it's probably a better, better term for the fact that we've just been completely off air due to a variety of different things, life, pandemic, you know, all that kind of good stuff getting in the way. Uh, but it is good to be back behind the microphone today. So for those of you who don't know who I am, I am your host, Alex, uh, and it is good to be back. Um, and I'm not alone. What an incredibly dull podcast this would be if I was alone. But I am with my good buddy and my brother in the force, Dave. So hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. It's been a while, my friend. God, yes. Yes. Well, what? Six? Two months? It's been about two months since we've done a show? Six weeks. Yeah, it's probably closer to three months than two, possibly. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so it has been a while. So it is us, and of course we do have Mr. Kidrow himself, Alistair Clark. Say hello, Ali. Hello, Alex and Dave. Hello, good to speak to you. I need to see you because I can't see you. Good to speak to you again, my friend. I am looking forward to hearing the Disney Defender in full flight today. Because oh, oh, you've got some defending to do, Alex. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, Look, I was going to say, that's, that's, he's throwing the gauntlet down straight away. Fighting um, talk. <laughs> but it is just the three of us today, uh, listeners. Uh, Mera, Justin, and Andy have prior engagements that they could not move, sadly. But we are going to continue with what we are calling this an unscripted, off the cuff. Star Wars conversation, really. Um, there's been a there's been a bunch of stuff that's happened over the past few weeks. We're just going to have a bit of a chat about them. No agenda. Um, not that we tend to stick to an agenda um, for the most part. But um, yeah, so that's exactly what we are going to be doing today. Just have a bit of a catch up. You know, we've not spoken in a while. Um, we're we're looking forward to. It. We know that some of our some of our listeners, followers on social media have all. Basically, been saying, where are we? Uh, so now we are back. Um, but effectively, yeah, we've just had a bit of a break over the summer period. Um, and hopefully we'll get back into a rhythm of doing more shows on a slightly more regular basis. So, Mr. Contrary, the idea of this unscripted session um, kind of came from you to a certain extent. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's an interesting thing that we can do because we can just riff about everything and anything Star Wars, which is what we tend to do anyway um but as it was your brainchild i'm gonna go to you first is there anything in particular you would like to have a conversation with especially with your introduction i'm gonna need to do some defending right topic number one then oh, where dear. is this mandalorian trailer <laughs> where is this mandalorian trailer can anyone can anyone help me help me out here what's the date today it is the 20th, for those of you listening, it is the 23rd of August at time of recording. 23rd of August. And remind me, when The Mandalorian is available on Disney Plus all around the world this time? October, isn't it? October. Alex, help me with some maths here. Is that a month and a half away? Well, it depends on when it gets out in October. If it's late October, it's two months, technically. But, but a month <laughs> and a half to two months. Yes. And, and, it, and what have we seen so far of The Mandalorian... Season two, the 15 Emmy Award nominated series. Um, we, we've seen a cast list. We've seen a cast list. Not even a confirmed cast list in many ways. Uh, indeed, yes. A, a, well, some confirmed, some rumoured, some guessing. Yeah. So, so basically, somehow in this great pandemic, when there isn't much new TV on 
and the shining light of Disney Plus is Star Wars The Mandalorian, we have been given nothing. Nothing at all. Dave, tell me how that makes sense. It's a bit bit sore, isn't it? Yeah, I I definitely think he's got a bit in his bonnet about this one. Well, just tell me how it makes any sense. Anyone? It's only a trailer. Chill out. (laughs) I don't think we deserve, after the farce of the last film... I... I must admit, I'm I'm surprised that they're still cracking on with a October release date. You know, the amount of movies, TV shows that we've seen that have either been postponed, delayed, moved, changed how they're being released and whatnot. I'm still surprised that they are actually going to go ahead with the the October release because because of all of those things. So I don't know. Maybe they've maybe they're starting to realise they don't have everything set. But nevertheless, if you're releasing a show in October, and to your point, mate, we're on the 23rd of August, you'd like to think the content's ready. Did, did, did you watch the new Batman trailer that DC and Warner Brothers dropped yesterday? Yeah, I was uh, I was out yesterday, but I kind of got home and I binged mm. the Batman, Justice League and Black Adam. Do you know how much of that film's been filmed? Probably about 10 seconds. Or just that trailer. <laughs> 30%, 30%. Do you know how much of the Mandalorian was finished before uh, the the lockdown happened? A hundred percent. We deserve a trailer. We deserve a trailer, and we don't have one. It. I suppose on that, when you put it into that context and the fact that there has the the, the show has already been filmed, and and we confirm that it's definitely been filmed. Yeah, 100%. It was filmed. They finished five days before lockdown of, of all the other productions happened. Yeah, that's the camera production. That's not necessarily the post-production touching up and adding CGIs and whatnot. But as we all know with things like this, there's also going to be reshoots. So are there any reshoots that need to be done? Again, we don't know. This is all supposition, but, you know. Yeah, I, I imagine they're going to have to make deal with the material they've got. But, but you know... Disney Plus isn't exactly smashing out the new content, and this is their big one, and and they've done nothing. I just I just think I just think it's another one of those things where you're like, what? Why are Star Wars fans being treated like this? Mm, I uh, yeah, I, uh, I mean, for for me, I mean, like you, it's interesting. You called the Mandalorian the the shining light of Disney Plus. Um, mm. I, it's not. If you're looking at it purely from a Star Wars perspective, yes, but as a platform, probably not. In in terms of original new content. Oh yeah, that's slightly different. Yes, then. then that's course, that's what yeah. I mean. Like yeah. if you think like Netflix comes out with loads of new original content, and I'm sure Disney Plus would have done by the way by now had it not been for coronavirus. But there's been yeah. some really interesting sort of Disney Insider stuff. But in terms of exclusive content like this, you've got Mandalorian, Muppets, struggling with anything else, really. Well, that's just it. We've not seen any of the um, Marvel stuff, neither. Well, because they did... That's all been pushed back. Yeah, it's all been pushed back. That's what I mean. So they've got this brand new platform, but they're not really producing that much for it. Not at the moment, yeah. But that's why they've actually got a piece of content that's finished, and yet for some reason... It's not out there. And it's not being posted. Normally, that means it's bad. 
Well, not necessarily. I mean, I think they were probably waiting for maybe the confirmation that Celebration was cancelled. I mean, that only got cancelled early July, right? So when you think there was a bespoke Star Wars convention that they could drop this kind of stuff, and, you know, you mentioned there about uh, Batman for DC, and we know that yesterday was the DC fandom event, which was effectively replacing Comic-Con, because obviously, we know, Comic-Con got cancelled, and I think that... Star Wars was probably going to wait for that. And that's supposed to be, that should have been this weekend, I think, actually. Um, or is it next weekend? Either way, Celebration should have been in August. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of thinking that maybe they were going to drop it this weekend or next weekend because of the timing of it. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of hopeful it will be soon. All the rumours were pointing to your, I think they were pointing to Thursday during an NBA game on yeah, ESPN. Probably. Um now, I mean that's you know that changes everything if that if they do drop it this week because obviously we're in the NBA playoffs so there's games every day of the week so you know if they say it's going to drop during an NBA game that could be any time between now and middle of October <laughs> but I think you know it's an interesting time for picture houses in particular to drop content you know like we've seen Disney Plus shift in what they're going to do with Mulan yeah. um, it's it's coming out in the states at thirty bucks. In the UK, I mean, nothing's been confirmed, but you're going to imagine it'd be close to that amount for the UK. Um, I mean, obviously, they're not going to do that for the Mandalorian, but, you know, picture houses are shifting the way they do things, and maybe they're just changing the way they're going to do trailers. I don't know. It just, it it does seem a bit weird, but... It does, but because you've got Netflix... Okay, if we're saying, like, direct light for, like, competitors with Disney+, Plus, Netflix and Amazon are still producing and still releasing new content. So yeah, if it's prevented. if it's been filmed, yeah, 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 yeah. I think they probably had a bigger pipeline though, didn't they? And they, they you know, stuff that they started two years ago is probably yes, only coming out now. That, but Disney's what the largest entertainment company on the planet, and they didn't have anything in anticipation of launching a flagship um, streaming service. Well, that well, probably. Yeah, they did kind of pin it on the Mandalorian, didn't they? Yeah, they were expecting some of the Marvel shows to be ready for like now as well, but obviously they've all been delayed. Like I think it's uh, uh, Bucky and Falcon and Winter Soldier were supposed to be ready, and WandaVision they were all supposed to be ready at the back end of this year. But but we've seen trailers for those as well, Alex, which is weird. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, true, true. (laughs) And and they look excellent, by the way. Really looking forward to them. But I just find it so weird that, again, it's like Star Wars. What what's happening? Why makes no sense. And I'll move on if you like onto my second rant because it's related. Go on then. Okay. So we know that on Disney Plus right now we've got The Mandalorian season two coming soon. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we've got the Obi Wan Kenobi series. Oh, that's where we're going with this. The Cassian Andor series, which I still don't know why anyone really cares about at this point. And then we've got this untitled Disney Plus series from the Russian Dolls co-creator, um, Leslie Headland, I think it is. We don't know anything about that one, but we know it's been commissioned. And this week we find out that Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to be four one-hour episodes. Like, I... I I struggle to understand how I would say in Disney Plus the hottest property out of what they've got is Obi Wan, and unless you and McGregor's turn around and says he doesn't want to do it, why are they only making four episodes of it now? 
Like, it's, it's in a huge time frame, and it makes no sense. If they wanted to make a film years ago, they should have done that instead of Solo, for a start. Well, well. And, and all this seems to me is it's, it's Star Wars on the cheap. No, I, I think the plan was to do a movie, and then following The Last Jedi and then the impact on Solo, there was the big halt on all standalone movies. So I think that this is a repurposing of the idea that they were having for, for the movie. So maybe they maybe they only got Ewan McGregor for a, a, a movie or for, for so much filming, and so they're making the most of it. It's almost like a miniseries, isn't it? But do you not think it, the character deserves more than this? I mean, how, how many episodes of The Mandalorian did we get? Eight. Eight. How long was each of those episodes? Well, 30 minutes. Yeah, between 30 and 40. Same beef, different gravy. We've got four hours of content for Obi-Wan Kenobi. We've got relatively four hours of content for The Mandalorian. Um, I don't think it's him being shafted, for want of a better word. Um, I think it's more of a case that maybe they've had to have a certain time frame where they can film. So I think, you know, The Mandalorian spanned over a period of weeks for filming, maybe they've had to condense it down for, for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Nobody really knows. Um, but nevertheless, mm-hmm. it's the same content, volume. It's just in positioned in four one-hour slots rather than eight half-an-hour slots. But, but we do know that this, again, has been one of those troubled productions. Well, yes, yeah. that is true. And that's why I'm saying, like, you know, it was, it was eight. It was eight episodes. Now, that, it might be the case that they, like you say, maybe they just realised they didn't have strong enough content to do eight episodes. And maybe, who knows, maybe these four episodes would be half an hour. I don't know if that's been confirmed, because I've not seen anything about that. But it just seems like they come up with an idea and they execute it really badly. I, I can't disagree with that. I do think that we have seen repeated over the last um, four, four years, maybe. Yeah. Mistakes made with regards to understanding maybe who their audience is sometimes, understanding what the interest is in certain things. And so there's been a couple of missteps. <sighs> I hope this isn't another one. Yeah. I just... Yeah, I... Okay, so, like, you know how I think some people, when they talk about the way that their generation's characters have been treated in recent times by Lucasfilm, and it leaves a sour taste in their mouth? I'm feeling that already without even seeing this. Because, like... You know, Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan is, is incredibly important to me, and I've spoken about that before. And I'm like, wow, we get to see this guy, and we get to see what he did, and it's going to be amazing. And then you suddenly think, oh, I remember what they did to the original trilogy characters. Oh, and now and now they're reducing it, oh, because they can't get the production right. Oh, oh, oh. And, and you're like, suddenly, instead of really being hyped and excited for something, you're like, oh, goodness. What's happening? What's gone wrong this time? What are, they re- what are they reducing? Well, the, the hours, because they can't fit it in. But they're doing four hours of content, which is the same as The Mandalorian. Well, maybe, but, but this wasn't meant to be four hours. 
this was meant to be more than that. If if they said we if they said to us we were going to get an Obi Wan Kenobi series of eight episodes, everyone would probably logically fall along the line of okay, it's going to be half an hour like The Mandalorian. That's a pretty. Would they? I wouldn't. Why? And when you look why, at all why, the series, just because that's half an hour, this should this should follow it. Because everything else that they seem to be doing, even the Marvel shows, are like half an hour a pop. Really? It could be longer. It doesn't. It doesn't necessarily mean that. All, all it just seems to me is, is that they haven't managed to come up with a storyline that fits what they thought they could do, or they haven't got the money to do it. That could be a possibility. Have you thought about the fact that they might have actually realising on? I don't know what we can do with Obi Wan Kenobi because he's stuck on Tatooine for twenty years. I know. I didn't think. That. <laughs> well, then why why do it in the first place then? Because he's such a. To your point, he's such a loved character that it's a great way to bring in fans to a certain extent but if you feel but surely you you only announce like you're going to do x amount of shows or something if you think you've got the storyline you don't you don't announce that and then suddenly go oh actually we don't have it that's just it's just such bad pr it's mind-boggling i mean you can only really call it bad pr as if when they release it the show is actually rubbish because what would you do if you turn around and it's the, some of the best four hours of Obi-Wan Kenobi you've ever seen? I'd say, why wasn't it released as a film if that happens? <laughs> but then if that's the case, why isn't anything... The way Disney are going, everything's going to be on Disney Plus anyway. I think, didn't Kathleen Kennedy say something recently about the importance of Disney Plus anyway? Sure, but but it's still important enough to give Taiki Waititi a, a proper film. It's all supposition, right? But do you see what I mean? Like, I just I just feel like... It's just careless. It's careless is what it is. But if The Mandalorian meant so much, why wasn't that turned into a film? You can't compare The Mandalorian to Obi-Wan Kenobi as a character before they both come out. You, you literally can't. Yeah, a but you're, you're, no you're saying... No or anything. No, but what you just said that. was that if a character was... It's so important to the franchise, which Obi-Wan Kenobi is, I 100% yeah. agree with you on that. But you said that The Mandalorian was the shining light for Disney+. Plus. It is now, but it wasn't a year ago. It was not known a year ago. Everybody knew I mean? the Man- yeah, but everybody knew the Mandalorian was coming. Yeah, but you didn't know if it was going to be decent or not. Whereas with Obi Wan Kenobi, you know who that character is. That instantly Just- gets people interested and expectations. It's horses for courses, though, to a certain extent, because Obi Wan, when when he got released, released when he got announced at. Um, was it celebration that it was announced that Obi Wan Kenobi's coming back, or was it a different convention? No, it was, was it D twenty three? Yeah, yeah. Right. So nobody was expecting it. Nobody really knew what we were getting. But since, but well, we knew that there had been something and that it had been cancelled. Well, yeah, there was conversation about that, and the same with the Mandalorian. Everybody thought the Mandalorian could have been the Boba Fett film. Yeah, but, but again, nobody really knew. Um, <laughs> it still could. <laughs> well, the way season two's going, you never know. Uh, I mean, maybe that. I mean, that could be another reason why the uh, trailer for season two's not released it because they don't. Yeah. Maybe they still haven't really figured out which way they want to take the show. Who knows? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, good point. And the amount of new characters that they're dropping in, as as we've talked about previously, it's basically a rebels, <laughs> rebels live action show. Yeah, yeah. even yeah. new characters. You know, yeah. so again, it's it's how do they how do they create the content to get people interested without 
maybe giving anything away or alluding to the fact that are we only going to get Ahsoka for five seconds? Are we only going to get Boba Fett for five seconds? Versus an Obi-Wan TV show where they're going, right, we've got this character that we love. How best can we portray the content? Is it in a half an hour dose? Or do they see the value of having an hour's show where you get more Obi-Wan Kenobi just in a, in a longer time frame for an episode, but over a short amount of episodes, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I think this has got more to do with lack of storyline and lack of money. That That's my view, because, I, you know, they've got they've got the sets from the Mandalorian now. And I assume they're going to use that big screen. So they've made the big capital outlay on that. They don't need to do that again. Sorry, Sorry, Dave? Dave. So it's not money. Well, no, it is, because now you can do it much cheaper. No, that's what I mean. But money then isn't your your obstacle. Well, it is, because if you decide to use the the Mandalorian set instead of build bespoke ones, you can cut corners and save money. And you don't need to fill another hour. Sorry, what I meant was that your, your argument was that maybe they don't have the money to make it any more than it is. Exactly. When you when you think they can they can cut cut quite a bit of the production cost by reusing assets they've already created and and developed, then your argument that perhaps the money isn't there for it is is isn't valid no. because no, because I'm presuming that that was always in the budget. I'm presuming that was always the technique that was going to be used to use the Mandalorian equipment, and then there would be additional things, sets, etc. Right. So it's the additional stuff you're you're exactly, about. and then if you take that away, you end up with less episodes. Because let's face it, Disney has not got the money it had this time last year to do this stuff. No one has. So maybe it's the start of that. In which case, I don't, I can't really blame them, but and I understand why they wouldn't come clean on that either. <clears throat> I mean, they've not even started filming it yet, have they? No, it's apparently some pre-production though now, isn't it? So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we've, we've kind of had this a similar thing before where it's not necessarily the volume, but it's the quality that's that's key. Sure. Um, and sure. if we get four hours of epic Obi-Wan Kenobi, yeah. I will take that over eight hours, of eight, eight half an hour episodes of mediocrity also like where is this Cassian Andor series like, how long ago was that announced that was announced when they first announced the Mandalorian, uh, Mandalorian yeah and nothing's happened yeah. with it. it that's weird that is that is actually just weird because that, that that hasn't been cancelled it hasn't been it's just been delayed right yeah nothing's happened it's just I just I just yeah. find it because you know from my personal view you know, everyone knows that I'm not the biggest fan of Rogue One but I know it, lots most people are so I get why you'd want to build on that I do yeah. get that it just seems odd to me that it's kind of like just been there and nothing's happening maybe there's been some conflicting with the filming because uh, Thingy was supposed to be coming back for K2SO right what's his name the, the English guy um, um, yeah him you know there was supposed to be he was supposed to be part part of K two, yep. um, and you know some of the other characters they were bringing in. I think it could be anything, but yeah, it is very odd the way that this was so, seen as like the the second TV show, effectively. Yeah. When now it's effectively, who knows? <laughs> so yeah, it's well, number three now, isn't it? Well, it's three technically. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah. Four, if you include the second season of Mandalorian that they've managed to film before this one. So, yeah. true. Well, I've I've had my first two points, so I, I I'm happy for someone else to to let me know their thoughts of what's happened over the summer. Um, I suppose for for me, I'm I've seen what's been released in the last few days from Hasbro, and I've sort of got a bit of a mixed opinion about it. I don't know if anybody else has had a look at the mm. the book sets, the Sith, the clones, the Jedi. That that was actually going to be one of my points as well, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, what well, I, I don't know what your opinion is then, Alex. So, so do you want to say what you think, and then I'll I'll chip in. No, no, no. You you you, you go first, mate. This was your this is your corner, if you want to call it that. <laughs> well, a, a little bit of a mixed reaction, to be fair. Um. Because it looks like they're just read boxes. They're not new stuff. They're all existing figures. The um, the new collections in the the way that they've been assembled in these three and four pack sets. Um, and don't get me wrong, there's some great figures in them. Um, but again, <laughs> is it just a case of Hasbro looking at? reusing all the tooling that they've already had developed and so it's a massive cost cut exercise but still allows them to look like they're releasing new stuff that that's my 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 point there we were some of us more than others are heavily invested in the collectibles um some of us spend a lot more money than we should perhaps (laughs) (laughs) who's that I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not naming any names there. Um, so I just think, is this just just a, a bit of a fob off for fans? I'm not a collector. I... Alex? Yeah, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I think it's an interesting tact because it's not the first time we've seen Hasbro go down the path of like this multi-pack concept um and really nice sets that they've done in the past yeah I mean that's the thing like it it looks good and the thing that caught my eye was first and foremost was like this the Sith pack if if it's I think that's what it's being called um ironically with with Kylo Ren yeah with Kylo Ren in it but let's 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 get back to that in a minute um but the way that they've the packaged them the way they look I think the, the styling of them is really good. And, 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 you know, I'm, you know, we've had this conversation before, but I'm the collector who keeps them in a box. Yes. For the most, for the most part, there are some that I do open. Um, but these are, these are the ones that I think would be in the similar vein that I would probably leave them boxed. And the way they are presented in the box, all the sets to be fair, not necessarily just the Sith one, but the Sith one caught my eye because they're like the, the main focus of my collection for the most part. But, I think the way that they are presented is very nice. If you're very much the individual, very much like what you just said, Dave, that gets them, opens them, looks at the figures, the maquettes, the moulds are very similar, if not the same, as to what we've had I previously. Think, I think it's the same, to be fair. I think they're just recasts. So, re, yeah, they're recasts. And whether or not they've made the faces better or something, whatever. But if you're, again, I think it, it goes back to the type of collector that you are. I mean, if you're the person, you know, who does open them, looks at them, has them on the shelf, you can probably put your, your Darth Vader next to that one and go, oh, that's exactly the same. 
Um, whereas if they're in a nice box, maybe on maybe that level of simplicity isn't isn't what you're looking for. You just want it in a box so it looks nice and presentable. So again, I think for for me, I'd probably get them leave them in the box because they look they they're very well presented. Um, but again, is it them being lazy? I don't know. Maybe it's to your point, Dave. You know, with Corona, they're going. How can we cost cut? How can we bring out new products? But it's not new product, and we can just use existing molds, but repurpose it. You know, it's it's a whole conversation. But it's not the first time we've seen Hasbro do this either. Hasbro have done previous molds and just changed bits and pieces previously. So maybe they are being lazy. Who knows? No, I agree. I agree that it has been a, a trend of Hasbro in the mm. past. Um, and I also agree with you that the packaging looks quite nice. Um, and the, the, the multi-packs that they've done in the past, again, have been quite attractive packaging, mm. that look good on display. If I was to get them again, it, it would be something that I would probably leave in a box myself, just because you can display them in the box. Yeah. Um, I just I just feel slightly shortchanged. That's all. Um, I didn't see the price point of them. No. Did they announce that? I've not seen anything about pricing at the moment. That's interesting. Because again, it uh, depends on. Are they? And again, I've only seen the pictures of them, and they look great. Are they three and three quarter? Or are they six inch? I think they're three and three quarters. See that that for me is brilliant because I do love a three and three quarter inch figure. Um, now don't get me wrong I do like 6 inches the 6 inch black series is, is great as well but I think when you look at the 3 and 3 quarter as well you can kind of stack them from a displaying purpose this is me getting super geeky here sorry <laughs> um, but it, three, better. it does yeah but if it's 3 and 3 quarter inch and you get 4 figures in a pack you're going to be looking at around £40 $40 whatever you want to call it as a price point you'd think because yeah. it's 10, 10, 10 pound a figure roughly um, when you look at the retro figures that were the, the new ones that were released recently, they're going for like nine ninety nine over here in the UK. So, um, you know, so I think you can pretty much assume you're going to be looking at about forty pounds for those. If they start being in the region of fifty, sixty, then you're going to start looking at it again. Oh, maybe not personally, anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, from that perspective i haven't got any issue with them i, I would say that price wise they probably will go for around 40 pound 45 pound a pack um i just yeah i i, I think my issue is i'm underwhelmed mm-hmm. uh, there has been another release or another um announcement which which was for me was a lot more exciting a lot more interesting um and that is the the tantive um mm-hmm almost like ship ship uh, playset so it's it's the internal corridors of the Tantive 4 yeah and it looks like a jigsaw for want of a better word it's yeah, kind of yeah, like you can set it up yeah you personalize yeah. it really yeah and i quite like that because it means that for your collectors who've got things like a detolf cabinet which is like a, a, a an ikea brand um that's used by a lot of collectors that i'm aware of um it's something that you could set up so that you're using bits of these pieces of the ship in different ways to display mm. 
different parts of your collection. And I, 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 to be fair, I, I really like that one. Of all the the playsets I've seen recently, it's one that's definitely got my attention. Um, it's better than the recent Bespin City one. I don't know if you saw that. No, 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 I don't think I have. Was that was released? It's it's not just been announced. I think it's already I think it's already out there. Um but the reality of that one was a lot it it was I think it was one staircase and like part of the circular gangway. And when you looked at it in, in isolation, it just looked a little bit poor. But this yeah. one I think just because the way it's been arranged and the way it's set up with a bit of corridor, a bit of the actual um, walls, as well as the um, the floor itself and the, the modularness of it to allow you to, to play around with it to get the most out of it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm quite impressed by that. Um, it is something I think that, that would interest me. Um, I just then start thinking, oh, I need to get some three and three quarter figures to actually fit on it. <laughs> Although it's, it's funny because obviously the the release of that was on the same day they released the um, image of the Rogue One Darth Vader vintage collection. Figure. Yes, and when I saw the two, I was like, "Oh, they could go really well together." Because if you want to have Tantive from A New Hope, or if you want to go down the Rogue One route, um, it's quite a nice little combo that you've got. No, I agree. I agree. Um, so yeah, I, I, th- I think for me the Hasbro announcements releases whatever um a little bit of a mixed bag um i i I think the um the tentative because it's something brand new a brand new idea and a brand new way of doing it that really gets my attention really like that Mm. um and something that's a bit different yeah, I, I've not seen, I mean, obviously the best bin one is probably the first time they did something very similar to that, but I'm not seeing yeah. a place that you can... Alice bits. Yeah. Although, it's funny, I just had a quick quick look online, and you know the, 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 the multi-packs? They have, yeah. released the, they have released the prices, well, in the States they have anyway, so they're $30 each. Oh. Which is cheaper than I thought. I, sp- I suppose if you go for individual figures at £10 a pop yeah. and these just recasts, if we go down that route, then asking you to pay the same amount again for exactly the same figures. And also, I, sp- I suppose if you're packaging them up in multi-packs, you- you've got less cost associated with... Yeah, less, less packaging and everything, yeah. And you also get, f- you get five figures... Um, five in every one yeah so oh, I thought it was four but it's pretty much four figures and a droid for the most part yeah, right it, yeah yeah in fact in all of them apart from the um, storm no no even the stormtrooper one you get a droid <laughs> yeah so you've got the what they call in the rebel alliance which is Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie and R2 you've then got Galactic Empire which is a tire snow speeder and a sand trooper with a What's that, like a black R2 unit? Um, oh, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Got the black series one. Yeah, and then you've got the Galactic Republic, which is the clone troopers, and then you've got a droid trooper, um, droid, droid trooper, one one of the droids from the droid army. You've yep. then got the Bounty Hunters, which is Bosk, Django, Boba, 
and IG88 um, with, is that R4? Yeah, I think it's R4. I'm surprised it did that, because IG88 is your droid there. <laughs> so you could have got away with pro figures in that. Yeah, I mean, they could have put 4LOM in there or someone like that. Um, yes, again, droid. Yeah, and then you've got, oh, that's true, actually, yeah. Or Zuckus, then, or even Dengar, uh, potentially. Okay. Um, but then you've got the first order, which is Phasma, Hux, Hugs, depending on which way you want to call it. Um, then you've got two first order troopers, a flame trooper, and then you've got the mouse droid, but then you've got the the evil BB-8, whose name I've completely forgot. Um, and then you've got the Jedi Order, which is Anakin, Obi-Wan, Mace, Yoda, and a purple and green, what looks to be an R2 unit? I don't oh, even know that. Was that a Stokers? Oh, it might have been. Although all the Ahsoka's obviously not in it, which is quite odd. Yeah. But and then you've got the Sith, which is Kylo, Darth Vader, Palpatine, Darth Maul, and then the Red, Three PO, mm-hmm. and then the Resistance Pack, which is Ray, Finn, Poe, a Porg, BB-8, and Three PO. There's more so, sets than I thought. Actually, I didn't realize. It was yeah. That. Yeah, there's, there's quite, I mean, for $30, I mean, if we did that pound for pound and it's either 30 quid or if we do the conversion, it's about £25. That's a five or a figure. That's not too bad. That's really good. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'd probably be inclined to pick up a couple, actually, rather than just one. <laughs> <laughs> I think Justin will be impressed as well because Justin had an interest in the Sith pack, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, no, because I knew there was. I thought I thought there was only four, but no, there there there's five in each of them, which is quite pretty cool. So, a point you just you picked up on. Sorry, Ali, we we seem to be leaving you out of this. No, you <laughs> I am listening. Do not do not worry. I am listening. Um, I was just going to say one one thing that you pulled up, and and it was something that I pointed out when we first saw them. Why is Anakin? And uh, not Anakin. Sorry. Why is Kylo Ren? In the Sith. Yeah, we had this conversation, didn't we, on our WhatsApp group? And I was like, well, he's got a red lightsaber. <laughs> Rather flippantly of me to say so, but... Why yeah. not? Well, did he... Be, well, I mean, if we think about it, while he was never Lord of the Sith or whatever, by becoming Palpatine's apprentice in rise of skywalker does that make him a sith i don't know i'm stretching i'm stretching here by the uh, way because i you sith, know sith wannabe he never <laughs> yeah yeah he was definitely a um he wanted to be his granddad didn't he yeah yeah fanboy yeah glorified fanboy um we'll probably get some hate from the sequel lovers and i do apologize because i actually think i do love kylo ren i think he's one of the best characters in the sequels but anyway um it's yeah it's it's an interesting one that he is is in the sith whereas he's not in the first order no because i mean in the first order you've got two two first order troopers they could have easily just chucked one of them out and thrown in kylo ren in that and then in the sith one gone with Count Dooku or Ventress, if you want to get creative. Or was she actually, was she ever confirmed as being a Sith? She was a Sith assassin, wasn't she, rather than... Yeah. uh, yeah. So they could have easily thrown in Dooku. 
it, it, break, yeah, it could also be down to has Duku ever been released as a three three and three quarter black series? Oh, that's a good 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 question. I don't know actually because that might be why he's not in the sets. Maybe because he was never released. It's funny because one so, of the things that interests me is that I don't own a Darth Maul that's three and three quarter inch in. Actually, no, I do. Tell a lie. I've got one from The Phantom Menace. I'll take that back. Forget, <laughs> forget everything I just said in the last 20 seconds. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think these sets are quite... I think they're quite attractive. Um, the, the price point's good. I just... Yeah, for me, it's just the, the recasts. Yeah. None of them look like they're new figures. Even if they've done a set and one of the figures was a brand new figure. Yeah, I mean, even the way they've called them the Celebrate the Saga multi-packs, you know, it's quite quite a good name Yeah, for the series, to be fair. Which which means, in a few years' time, could well make them a collectible set. Indeed, I mean, if they come out with a 10, 11, 12, yeah. Yeah, and when you think that they're, they're fairly attractive packs... It's it's everything that you need to make them collectible, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's me. That's that's my rant for now. <laughs> Does that class as a rant? Well, I was unhappy with Hasbro. I think Hasbro have been lazy. Mm. It seemed to me with the price point, you were swayed. I still won't buy them. Oh no, none none of them grabbed my attention enough. To make me want to get them, just because there's there's nothing different in them. Right. But you'll get them, Alex, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Maybe not all of them. Maybe a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. And chances are, well, it's funny you say that because I went into Asda on went into Asda on Friday, and um, I was having a little mooch around the uh, the toy aisle because. I picked what? up the the retro collection, the full full set from Anazda. So I thought, now I know that um, you know Wave Two is out. Yes. I thought, I thought, oh, I'll go and have a little look. Um, and I found the shelf with the Star Wars figures on, and I saw from the back that I saw they were all basically turned over the other way, which was a massive kind of oh my god they've got them but they didn't because as soon as i turned them over they was all the original the first wave that i've got already um so my hopes got dashed rather quickly sadly wow. um, they had a, a ton of layer they're like 15 different layers like not different but 15 layers a couple of chewies and a hand and i was a bit like oh come on uh well, which i've is, seen a few people on the groups i'm on saying look at sainsbury's not as to for that range oh okay that's so interesting I, yeah, so I went in my local Sainsbury's on my way home from work last week because I'm, I'm back in work one to two days a week at the moment. Um, more a case of us finding our feet, um, seeing how many people are in the building and, and how it's going to work going forward rather than having to be in. Um, and so on my journey back, I stopped off at Sainsbury's because I'd heard the rumour that they were in Sainsbury's, but there were no join my local Sainsbury's, unfortunately. I'll have to um, check out because we we get a shot from Sainsbury's. I might, I might have a little look on their online app to see if I can get any delivered. That'd be nice and convenient. I doubt it though. <laughs> <Be quite good laughs> <that. clears throat> 
Yeah, just have Star Wars delivered to your doorstep. It sounds perfect. Doesn't it? <laughs> well, I have that, but, but. So I think my my rant isn't a rant actually. Um, no. It's um, no, I think it's uh, it's a bit of a shower actually. Um, over the past couple of months, we've been speaking to DK Books. Um, uh, uh, not don't Del, sorry, Delray, not DK. Um, and uh, Delray, Delroy, oh God, he's on Delboy. I'm thinking of Rony Falls and Horses. Uh, <laughs> One um, Delboy round here. Oh, dearie me, yeah. me. No, um, I think. Um, oh yeah, you're you south of the river. Yeah, he's south of the river. Um, for Delray, they have been very nice to us. Um, and over the past couple of months, they have sent us um, some digital copies uh, of the Shadow Squadron book number two, which I'm halfway through. And they also sent us digital versions of the new Galaxy's Edge book that uh, is released as well. So they're the two things for me, which is it's been really a great of them to include us in all of this because we're kind of appreciating the content they're sharing with us. Um, we had a recent conversation as well with them about some new books that are coming out soon as well. Um, so again, they've been rather nice in kind of allowing us to potentially get some of those copies as well. So big shout out to, to Delray for, for doing that and giving us this content because then it gives us the ability to read them and obviously share our views with you guys, the listeners. Um, and I'm really enjoying the Galaxy's Edge book, to be honest with you. Um, uh, yeah, the Black Spire book. Um, having it set in between Force Awakens, no, not Force Awakens, well, kind of around the time of Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and then, of course, in between Rise of Skywalker. It's good to see elements of the films kind of being referenced. Some of the characters that are in the movies, again, being shown. Uh, we know Leia's in the book, for example. Um, and so far, I'm really enjoying it, because after, obviously after we've, I've been to Galaxy's Edge, so it's quite relative. Um, and it's it's really fun for me, because... I've read Thrawn where Galaxy's Edge gets referenced in Black Spire. So reading that and then reading this and then obviously piecing together the fact that I've been there, it this is going to sound really weird, but it does make you feel like you've been in Star Wars, um, which is quite quite unique because as a 10-year-old as a boy, if somebody said to me, you could be in Star Wars, whether that be real life or as an actor, I would have bitten your hand off, you know. Um, so having Galaxy's Edge and then obviously that becoming canon has kind of made it very real to a certain extent. Um, so I'm really enjoying the way the book's going. I'm really enjoying the the way that they're obviously looping in Black Spire and whatnot. So I'm not the I'm not at the end of the book, so I don't know how it ends as of yet. Um, <clears throat> but nevertheless, I'm enjoying it, uh, and it's thanks to Delray for for sending us those copies to to allow us. And I know, Dave, you've read the black squadron book uh yeah the shadow this um, shadow squadron squad. yeah that's yes. it i don't want to call it black squadron um <laughs> but yeah the alphabet squadron book uh have you had a chance to start on the galaxy's edge book yet well i've not started the galaxy's edge but i did manage the um second volume of the alphabet squadron it was a very different novel to the first one um and uh, truth be told i didn't enjoy it as much as the first one um it's still, I mean, it's still good. Uh, don't get me wrong. Um, I've read Star Wars novels that I've not enjoyed, but this doesn't fall into that category. But I did find that the first volume of the set was was better 
and felt more Star Warsy than the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, th- I think it's more to do with what something that uh, I know Ali and, uh, and myself have discussed previously. One of our major gripes, I think, with the the sequel trilogy was how they didn't put the, the the heroes together very often as a full group so you didn't get them working together um mm. doing what they wanted together or what they need to get done together and that detracts then from our buying in of the characters yeah and with the second volume it did feel that they then they they pulled apart Alphabet Squadron and the different characters um, are put into different situations, all as part of the same overarching story. But but they've all got different parts, very different parts, and they're not working together. If anything, there's there's, there's lots of friction between the characters in the second novel. I won't go into details in case people want to read it. Um, but for me, I think that that detracted from the story because it, it moved it, it it did what we felt the sequel trilogy did badly for me, um, and and stopped them pulling together and being seen as a as an effective team together. Something that was a success in Rogue One and something that has been a success in the Clone Wars um, and and Rebels. So it's it's not that. It's not something that Disney have managed to do, but it, it's something that the sequels did manage to fail with. Um, so for me, I'm I'm hoping that the third volume in in the uh, in the series, because there is a third one been announced, pulls it back together again and allows them to work together better again. Yeah, because I've not I've not read the first book, <clears throat> so probably should have done. Um... But I've not I've not read the first book, so I've kind of just jumped into where it is. So, you know, it obviously starts with the heroes being together and then obviously going off doing their own thing, and that's kind of where I've got to so far. So yeah, yeah it's a, it's to your point, maybe it's a case of book one coming together, book two yeah. going their separate ways, book three coming back together again. Kinda kinda not. Star Wars repeating itself never. <laughs> well, one thing I did enjoy in the first novel. And, and I know that we've we've all discussed the the, the fact that the Star Wars universe seems to be a very small universe because the same people seem to keep popping up time and time again. But one of the things I really did enjoy about the first season was the fact that Hera Syndulla was in it, and she oh, she played yeah. a fairly prominent role in the first novel. In the second one, she's she's absent, I think, pretty much for for most, if not almost all, of the novel. Um, just, just because of the, the way that it's the novel itself works, and and in part because of her not being there, is the reason that things go the way that that they go. Um, so again, for me, it would have been nice maybe if if Iris and Dollar had, had had a more prominent role in this um, story, like she had had in the first one. But again, that's that's personal choice, really. Well, it's funny you say that because um, oh, what was the first book that Disney brought out after the purchase where it it was the prequel to Rebels, basically? Um, it was where Hera meets Kanan, basically. Right. Uh, <clears throat> I can't remember the name of the book. I do have it, but I'm not in my geek room at the moment, so I can't find it. But um, 
it's a really good book and yeah i really enjoyed the growth from the introduction to hera after obviously seeing some of rebels as well um so i find her character fascinating so the fact that she's in yeah. the first one is now making me go oh maybe i should get the first one um, it is it is definitely so far um a very good um story the, the first one is I'm, I'm like i said i'm not saying that the second one isn't and from what i've heard from other people who've read the second one as well they've also commented on the change of tone in the second one. Oh, okay uh, so i'm i'm glad to or glad to say for me it's not just me that's thinking that i'm not saying that people are not saying that they don't enjoy it but there is a definite change in the the tone of the story and the way that the story works and that yeah for me that's that's exemplified mm. by the that the team doesn't isn't together for most of the novel getcha yeah no that's interesting a uh, new dawn that's the name of the book just occurred to me um which is a very good book by the way um but yeah no that's, that's an interesting take because yeah like I, I, maybe I should read the first one. <laughs> it's kind of like watching Star Wars and jumping straight into Empire Strikes Back, I suppose. It is, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't know how the Alphabet Squadron came together. Yeah, well, yeah. To why be they honest, it's it quite nice. The, the story of how they bond and how they come together is good. Yeah, might have to pick that up. Ali, have you, had, have you read it, mate? I'm, I'm not really going to read anything that's not a proper book, I'm afraid. Like, actually, that I can hold. I don't oh. have a Kindle. And yes. I don't have. I, I thought you were saying that these Star Wars books are not real books. For a minute. No, no, you actually, no, no, no. A I'm physical, a physical, real book. physical books. Like, I think it's great, but I, I don't have a Kindle and I, I don't have a means to, to read it. So, um, but I did buy a Star Wars book this week. Oh, God. I did. I bought The Force Awakens. Oh, what, the novel? I did. Ah, oh, okay. In Poundland. <laughs> For, for one English pound? Is everything in there is a pound. That's right. Wow. You can buy Star Wars novels for a pound. <laughs> but I did buy it. I'm not sure I'm ever going to read it. I just want to look nice with the other Star Wars books. Oh, dear. That's interesting. I mean, when did it come out? The film came out in 2015, 14. 14, 15, 16, 14, 15? 15. Yeah, yeah. 15, 15, 19. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's five years old, right? So, yeah, maybe a pound is, is, is a bit generous, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I um, saw it there, and I saw some little kid go near it, and I kind of made him realise that it wasn't for him. <laughs> what did you say? This has no pictures in it. <laughs> I said, this is not the book you're looking for. <laughs> Oh, very smart. I knew you were going to say that. Very smart. <laughs> but you not started to read it, though? No, to be honest, I actually was planning to read it, and then I realised that there were two versions of the book, and I'd actually picked up the, the young adult version. Uh, <laughs> Which so is why I've got no intention of reading it. <laughs> so it is the child's book? No, young adult. Oh, okay. So he should, have, he should have really bought it. It says expanded scenes expanded scenes well maybe you should read it then just to see if there's anything missed from the uh, from the movie What's a bit that? like when we read the uh, Rise of Skywalker novel well yeah <laughs> like Luke Skywalker <laughs> <laughs> well maybe you need to read the book to find out if he pops up <laughs> <laughs> that'd be hilarious wouldn't it oh that's how he popped up nobody's ever read the young adult version of course oh there he is oh, okay yeah 
<laughs> I know we're probably tight for time, but I do have one other topic. Go on. Then. I want to talk about the Lucas Cup. So, obviously, we now know that the Snyder Cup of um, oh, Justice League is going to be four one-hour episodes, which is also ironic because of what I said about how what a bad decision that was for Obi Wan. I realised that from what I'm about to say. I think that's a tremendous decision. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow! Because I've seen the film and it definitely needed something else. I'd like to decent. I'm not going. I'm not going to call you Mr. Contrary anymore. We're just going to call I'm you Contrary Mr. myself. Mr. Hypocrite. Mr. Hypocrite, is that the right word? No, it's still contrary. Uh, yeah, yeah. all right, let's say we're contrary then. Go on. But um, I'll I tell you what, I, I think it would be brilliant if they did the, the Lucas cut of uh, of The Rise of Skywalker. Which the J- for one hour. The JJ apparently cut. Exists, apparently the J- exists. The JJ cut? No, the, the, the George Lucas cut. I know, know, it was, I know, you know how there's three versions of it. Apparently, there's the George Lucas cut, the JJ cut, and the Bob Iger cut that got released. I knew there was an a JJ cut. I didn't know there was a Lucas cut. Yeah, there is, and there's some like really interesting st- scenes in it. For example, that's where Hayden Christensen is that we never got to see in the cinema. Okay, he's in it as a Force ghost, and and the way that um, uh, Ben Kenobi, uh, Ben Kenobi, Ben Solo. Got him on the line. Uh, changes. Uh, apparently, that's explained a lot more than what happened in the film with um, with Han Solo. So apparently, it is quite different using the film footage that wasn't used and recutting the footage that was in the film. But apparently, it exists. Apparently, there were three versions of the film asked to be made. And apparently, like obviously, people are going to say it's amazing because it's George Lucas. But apparently, it's out there. And and there's been huge rumours that that it will come to Disney Plus next in 2022. It's been doing this quite a lot. Yeah. Well, to give it enough time before, um, sorry, to let the rise of Skywalker. Um, yeah, basically. And um, <laughs> and then also allow, um, obviously, some hype for the next film. Because, you know, if, if, you, if they do go down this multiverse idea, which, you know, who knows if they are or not going to go down that route, um, that would be kind of interesting. So I, I, I personally am brazen out because I'm very much in favour of seeing, even if it's not his storyline, what he came up with for the ending. I think that would be really worth seeing. The George Lucas cut. Might have to, uh, might have to Google that. I wasn't even aware that was a thing. So, um, yeah. I, I'm interested to see the JJ cut, though, because obviously I, I knew that was coming, so I kind of got the gist of, of what that might look like. So that does sound interesting, but if there's a... A Lucas cut as well. Yeah, sign me up for all of the above. Yeah, I mean, I'm particularly interested because obviously now we've seen some of the the, the Snyder cut trailer. Obviously, came out yesterday, and the and the subtle differences in it. You you do wonder if if there was a film that could be a lot better salvageable from that. And also, you know, you you think of um, Michael Keaton appearing as Batman in the Flash alongside the Ben Affleck Batman and you see their multiverses and obviously got Robin Patterson as Batman yeah. now as well. And you start to think, well, maybe there could be different Luke Skywalkers and maybe they could actually sort this out. Oh, I, uh, I think I said this on a previous show, but I like my Star Wars linear. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's not, is it? Well, they've already, they've already done that with Rebels. 
that's what I mean. I like it linear. <laughs> um, I don't know. Having a multiverse and oh, I don't know. I I've, I know what I you think... mean. I know what you mean. If if the, the problem is, is and lots of people hate this, and I and I completely understand that. But for people like me who just cannot get along with that sequel trilogy, yeah. I, that's why I'm for it. You know, I reckon. <sighs> I reckon if I'd like the sequel trilogy, I'd be like, this is the worst idea I've ever heard of. It's awful. I mean. I mean, I, I'm down with a multiverse when it comes to DC, and I've said this before, but I'm a huge DC fan. I'm, so I'm sitting here wearing a Superman hat, for God's sake. Um, so, you know, he, I, I'm a huge fan of the way DC have their multiverse. Um, I'm glad they've actually brought it into the movies because it's very much like the comic books. So I'm a big fan of that. But again, maybe this is my headcanon, my whatever you want to call it. Um, and I think that, Star Wars should be linear, personally. Um, but is it, again, it's because I've, I've only ever experienced it linear. Let's put it that way. So I think if it's done well, wonderful. That's all that matters, ultimately. Um, but, yeah, if, if you're not a fan of the sequel trilogy, this could give you a way to like it, potentially. But if you are, again, it's, 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 it's the old battle, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I didn't like it, but I might know somebody who does. And it's like with the yeah. sequel trilogy. The people that don't like it, and I would just don't make them. But... You know, it's yeah. I don't know, mate. Don't worry about it. it. It's definitely true now that the sequel trilogy has definitely made more people like the prequel trilogy. Oh no, that's definitely a true. That is very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't worry about that. Maybe, maybe they'll come up with something far worse in the uh, multiverse, which will make me go, "Oh, I missed the sequel trilogy." Oh God. Well, maybe, maybe the Lucas cut will give them more of an emphasis on the trilogy being better than what they wanted it to be. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But um, yeah, that that's my final point. I had three points, and I've made them all. I I had two, and we covered them both. And I think Dave had one. And anything else, Dave? Before we wrap? Um, no. Um, well, I suppose partly linked into the collectibles again. Um, noticed that the Lego releases. Um, particularly the 501st with Ahsoka and, um, or the, the yeah there's there's sort of like a, a rebel tank oh not a rebel tank, a separatist tank um, that also comes with an Ahsoka um, and I've just noticed again that um, from following different groups on social media and what have you um, the way that being able to get these sets is a bit hit and miss at the moment and, mm. and people are hoarding 501sts um, much to the dismay of other fans. That's interesting. It's just it's just a bit of a shame really mm. uh, that, that they've not been released per- perhaps as well as they could have been to, to allow all collectors to make because by the sound of it, these have been sets that have really caught the imagination of collectors. So where have they been released then? I think it's just been hit and miss, where you've got people going into toy shops or, or Walmart in the US or what have you, and some people have managed to walk yeah. in and up Pick like 50 packs of them. Yeah. And then somebody else has gone into another Walmart and, and found absolutely nothing. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, slim pickings in the UK these days without Toys R Us. Um, yeah. 
you know, I mean, unless you shop around, you know, I said, as the you said, Sainsbury's, but if you jump into a Smiles or an entertainer, again, it's very much hit and miss what you find. And the other, day, the other day I went into, where did I go? Um, I went to John Lewis. Oh, yes. So, so um, I showed a picture of their Star Wars Lego collection, which was very good, by the way. Um, for, the, for the benefit of our American listeners, John Lewis is a department store over here, um, or our non-UK listeners, I should say. Um, so I went into the, 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 the toy section, and there was nothing, literally nothing, apart from Funko Pops and Lego that was Star Wars related. Ugh. Yeah, they were the only things. Yeah, you go into Asda and you're getting the vintage cards and whatnot. So again, yeah, maybe their distribution channels are not as good as they should be. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. And I think that that was probably more what my point was. Mm. The fact that um, with the demise of Toys R Us in the UK, which was a long time ago now, and feels even longer. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's never really recovered in the UK. Mm. Um, you're, you're reliant upon lucky finds such as in Asda or, t- or, t- or Sainsbury's or Tesco um, or pure chance, like- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah online is the other way isn't it at the moment um, even then even that's questionable yes because of the waiting time sometimes mm. for things yeah exactly yeah. I think that's it for me on that note I will wrap up Thank you very much, listeners, for taking time to welcome back, welcome us back into your ears. Um, we just want to say thank you to a few of our followers for kind of asking where we are. Are we okay? And, you know, yes, we are. And we're back, hopefully now, uh, for a little bit longer. Um, but, yeah, we are the Jedi Council. We are here to talk about everything and anything Star Wars. Um, but before I do that, hold on. Final thoughts, gentlemen. This is so much our amount of practice. Mr. Contrary, final thoughts. Um, I'm looking for something positive to talk about with regard to Star Wars. Oh, uh, so, uh, hang on, come on, guys, help me here. Novels. Something Novels. positive. Yeah, well, for us, I'm Red and Dave. <laughs> I can't access them. Um, okay, okay, something positive. Uh, High Republic's coming. That was delayed. Uh, something yeah, positive. It's, it's, it's coming. Uh, January. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so is Obi Wan. Uh, uh, <laughs> come back to me, Alex. I'll think of something positive. Come back to me. Oh, dearie me. Dave, final thoughts, mate. I think we're just in a period of pause. Everything is still slightly on hold. Economies are still not back where where we'd like them to be, and that knocks on to everything that that we might love about Star Wars, whether that's the books, whether that's the films, whether that's the the the, um, the TV shows, and even the collectibles. Um, yeah, I think we're probably in for a good another twelve months of things just been a little bit strange um, before economies pick up with from from where they've been damaged um, and I guess that's going to impact everything and everything to do with what we love about Star Wars for the for the next 12 months or so cool final thoughts from me it's good to be back on the mic I've got it's a positive nice. oh go on then I've got a positive what is it 
Kathleen Kennedy might be leaving Lucasfilm to join to join oh, Abrams and Bad Robot. We don't talk about stupid rumours from people on the internet that have no substance behind their rumours. I talk of nothing but stupid inst- <laughs> rumours from the internet. That's a very yep. good point. So yeah. yeah, that would be very positive because she said yesterday that she's looking at taking time to step back, and I think she should take the opportunity to step back and step away. That would be a good positive. Okay. So we are the Jedi Council. We do talk about everything and anything Star Wars, and clearly whether that's internet rumours, actual confirmed things, or indeed discussing everything that annoys us, the way things are going. Um, But you can find us online if you want to interact with us. We are www.the-jedi-council.com that is the home of all of our podcasts as well so you can find us on there we have a podcast section if you want to listen to our back catalogue of everything we have spoken about all the way from our initial thoughts on the last jedi so if you want to spend six hours of your life listening to us ramble about that that's what you need to do um so again 10 hours. Oh, 10 hours, yeah, no fair point. Yeah. Uh, plus intermingled rants in between other, other episodes as well. Uh, but if you do want to find our podcast as well, we are on the iOS podcast, Apple podcast app. We are on SoundCloud. We are on Spotify. We are on player.fm. We are on Podbean. You can look, a, look us up and find us on quite a lot of your podcast hosting apps. Interact with us, by all means. Find us on Twitter. We are at the Jedi underscore council. Find us on Instagram. We are at the Jedi underscore council underscore TJC. We are on Facebook. Find us, friend us, follow us. We are TJC underscore the Jedi underscore council on Facebook as well. And for those of you that don't know, we're also on YouTube. If you want to see our lovely faces rather than hearing our dulcet tones, uh, go to YouTube again. We are at the Jedi underscore council on YouTube as well, where you will find a host of videos for us talking about Star Wars. Dave doing some great Lego builds on there as well. Uh, Like, subscribe, follow, ping the notification bell for when we start doing more content as well. And now we are back. We should hopefully make this a little bit more of of a regular thing with a slightly more growing Jedi Council team when we can get everyone on the mic, which would be amazing. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to us. And remember, may the Force be with you. Remember, the Force will be with you always.